Welcome into Behind the Helm. This podcast features myself, Chief Dowden, a recruiter for the Navy in the Indiana area. However, it was originally created by Petty Officer Levesque and myself to bring together the military past, present, and future, and to describe military life and benefits a bit more in depth to give a better understanding and to show what it takes to make the ultimate sacrifice for your country. This podcast is for anyone, not just those looking to join the military, but also for those that are in, those who have retired, those who have just finished a service, or even those that just want to learn a little bit more information. You can watch the video of this show with bonus content on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our links are in the description, but you can also just search them. No matter what platform you're on and you're just listening to the podcast right now, make sure you go to all of them, find it, like it, share it, follow it, help us get this information out there. We appreciate you and are glad that you're here to listen and learn a little bit about what it takes to be in this military of ours. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. So check, good. check. Oh, Mike we're check. good. We're good. Mike Episode check. 48 of Behind the Helm. I'm Petty Officer Levesque. With me is Chief Dowden. Chief Dowden. Who's still frantically posting things. Yes, <laughs> always. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome in. It's about time. If it's your 48th time here. Um, you know, I saw Peterson like it. He's sometimes, he's been a, he's, a lot. Sometimes a regular, but Fields. I was talking to Fields the other day on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, you know, missed it a few times." Like he was like upset about it. It's like a, it's a goal for him. Yep. Oh, right. yeah. I Fields. swear he does he it on likes purpose it just so he hears his shout out. That's what it probably is. does. That's what it is. Yeah. There he goes. There he goes. Good to see you, Fields. Good to see everyone. Um, welcome in. And, yeah. Uh, we're at forty-eight now, so. Getting close to that 50 mark. Where's the live one? There it is. Sorry. I had to pull it up. It's being slow. All right. Yeah. Almost 50. God. <laughs> yeah. We just want to make sure you guys can hear yeah. his voice. All right. So, yeah. So, number four. What did you say? 48. 48. I mean, I had a, I'm sorry. I've had a lot on my mind. Been busy. It's been busy. It's going to be some busy stuff going on. we got changes going on uh, as far as recruiting grows i just want to give a shout out i know that we we talk about the military and we talk about the navy we're a little biased we haven't really um we don't really push it in the show because we're just trying to get the information out there um but you know i posted something the other day and i just want to say like right now this is unprecedented i've never seen this my whole time in the navy uh right now they are offering every, like literally everyone anybody who can qualify twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 to join no matter the job and some select uh, up to 50. I've put in a couple now um, that got the 50,000 uh, malt. We've gotten the 25,000. It's insane. How much, how much did you get when you enlisted? Uh, I got a pat on the back. Yeah, me too. Big old $0. But I mean, you know, obviously we had all the benefits and stuff and yeah. I just want to say that like, I'm serious. I got right pride, now. pride of serving my country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you still get all that, and you still get all the benefits. But I'm serious right now. Like, if you want to travel and you want to see some stuff, that that twenty five thousand, you get it right after boot camp. Ten weeks of boot camp, bam, twenty five grand in your hand. What would you do there with twenty five thousand dollars? I all right. What would you do with twenty five thousand dollars at 
at well, 18. Well, you came 18. in a little bit old. You came yeah, in a little but bit old. If, if I was like 18, 18 years old, 25 grand? Oh yeah. my God. I'd buy a Klondike bar, that's for sure. What yeah. would you do? Free advertising. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes you who you are doing something like that. <laughs> no, I did at 18. I'll be honest, I probably would have I probably would have blown it. Now, oh man, like send me back to boot camp 10 weeks, 25 oh grand, God. are you kidding me? Like I definitely be buying day. a vehicle. Even though like a vehicle is like the worst investment. And we've talked about that. But I would still Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean uh, it's it's crazy. So, uh quick shout out to Donick here passes PRT today. Not hey, good job. Go. So one of our future sailors, future sailor Dunnick, um, he joined enlisted side, uh, college graduate uh, from Ball State, and uh, he's decided to go the officer route. And he was just waiting to finish a physical test, and so he will be shipping off to um, OCS very soon. So that's awesome, Dunnick. And uh, when he called me, and when he called after he got accepted, I I kept calling him sir on the phone. And he wasn't like, I didn't know if he was picking up on it or not. So I call him sir all the time, just messing with him. So um, make sure you always listen to your and, chiefs. Don't and watch out for him. What, excuse my language. Watch out for him because this guy could probably beat your ass. Who? Dunnick? Oh, yeah. He does the boxing and stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, congratulations, man. Glad to hear that. A uh, whole different type of benefits there. So, again, behind the helm, watching us live, you know, derail us. Put your comments down below. We love seeing them. Been seeing a lot of different faces, new names popping up. We love to see it. Make sure you smash that like button. Share this feed on whatever platform you're on, whether that's YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Those are all live right now. Obviously, you can watch them later. Uh, and we're still backlogged a little bit on our audio as far as um, the audio versions of it on Spotify, things of that nature. We've been really getting on our it team about that uh <laughs> and by team it's us and by us i mean it's him so it's, uh, a, it's a lot of hard work it's a, so when you got two, was a, two toddlers i will say i definitely and, have some like clipped ready to go it's gotta be yeah. uploaded and they're gonna like they have to come in in like groups right so it's gonna it, it'll catch up catch up so. we're getting there apologize you know we, we had some time down we got a great plan for today we gotta we, believe it or not we already know what we're doing next week. <laughs> yeah, we actually planned ahead. So uh, we got a special guest today. We got a special guest next week. Uh, and our special guest today um, is going to talk to us. And we're going to talk about different weapons in the Navy. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you talked to um, from the Air Force T Tanner. Is it? Is it? Yes. Uh, Staff Sergeant? Yes. Your tech sergeant. Tech sergeant. Is that, is that a thing? That, yeah, I think so. Oh, it's Staff, Staff, Staff Sergeant Staff. Tanner yeah. from the Air Force. And uh, you were looking at some pictures and we're talking about like their rifle qual and talking about weapons and stuff. And then he was on the phone the other day. He was asking me some questions. So I'm actually a small arms marksmanship instructor for the Navy. And we're going to kind of talk about what that is and just talk about some of the different weapons. Uh, and to do that, we're going to bring in our special guest today. Again, share this feed, smash that like button down below. And our special guest today is none other than uh, the freedom fighter himself, Chief Jeremy Snyder, and he is an AO, which we will talk about. So uh, go ahead, Chief Snyder, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, Freedom Fighters? Uh, Chief Snyder here. Um, I'm leave right now, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm talking to you from uh, Lafayette, Indiana right now. So Whoa, um, far away. So, He's not in the other room. He's at, yeah, This yeah. is actually a calling. Like, Are you in a closet? <laughs> no, no, I'm in a, we have a storage room. 
Oh, okay. He literally calls his family the herd, the Snyder herd. So he has to lock himself away. So I lock listen. myself away. Yeah. So um, anyway, you uh, you are originally an, an Indiana native as well, correct? Graduated from Plymouth High School. Yep. Born and raised. Um, joined the Navy two weeks after high school. So. Yeah. So this was a case in point here where you where you kind of learn your mistakes. So when I went through the chief season um, and even before chief Snyder, uh, you know, is somebody that I, I I've talked to and we've worked together for quite a while and we graduated literally the same year uh, or the same age. And uh, he retires in what now three years, about three years, three years. I got like 10. So <laughs> it just goes to show like that, that time frame. you know, you're going to be, retired on a beach sipping my ties telling your kids to go play with the sharks and I'll still be twiddling away so you know you got to think about that stuff when you're thinking ahead so originally from Plymouth uh and you joined two weeks out of high school um and you joined as an AO correct correct yes I, I was contracted as an AO from the beginning um I knew the aviation was something I always wanted to do mm -hmm. uh, my grandfather uh, coming from an aviation background in World War II it was just something uh something I always found really interesting. And so that's what I pursued and I, I got, got lucky. So, so what is AO? Uh, AO is aviation ordinanceman. And what, what is, uh, what is it that you guys yell all the time? I owe yes. He said it with a twang. He got a little twang in there. If you ain't <laughs> ordinance, you ain't shooting. So the, probably one of the most prideful rates in all honesty, probably one of the most prideful rates in the Navy. Like, yeah. like AOs are just well, we proud to be that AOs. When we had um, uh, um, one of our old future sailors is AO, and I'm trying to think who it was. Haggerty. Yeah, yeah, Haggerty. He brought us the aviators. Yes, Haggerty. Yeah. So, and speaking of that, before we carry on with yours, uh, you had uh, you've been an avid watcher of the show, and and uh, you know appreciate that, and you've talked about coming on, and you brought an homage to me the other day just for this special occasion uh, for the Eagle. So let's go ahead and do that. And whew, there it is. So tell everybody what this is there, Chief Snyder. So that is a uh, 20 millimeter um, shell casing from um, um, some, uh, some rounds that were shot down range at uh, Operation Inherent Resolve in Syria back in 2016. So we got to keep a few of them. So uh, I thought it was fitting to. Uh, yeah. And what was that shot out of? That was shot out of an F-18 Super Hornet. Yeah. So what's really cool is me and you were talking about this shell in particular because it's, like you said, it's 20 millimeter round. Uh, and it is what the uh, Super Hornets fire. But it's also what we um, fire out of the uh, Phalanx Seawiz system or closing weapon system on the ship. Um, and it's a little different for those of you out there who like weapons or, you know, like guns. Because when you look at one of the shells... Um, they fire a 20 millimeter tungsten round and it looks like it has a normal primer, right? Like where a firing pin would strike it, but these are actually electrically fired. It takes an electric signal or electronic signal, which actually fires that. So it's, it's pretty neat. It's really, a, it's just different, you know, when you learn that type of stuff. So I thought it was really cool. And the fact that it was used for that um, and that you brought it to us and you shined it up real nice. So that's going to go right there, right? Table's filling up. Table's yeah. filling up. Still, hey, we're still looking. Make sure you smash that like button down below. And if you are uh, uh, um, inclined to make things, you know, our, our coin collection, people just are starting to randomly bring us coins. Like, we're, we're going to need a coin holder. And uh, 
you know, I know there's some people out there that could make one. That could be your homage. So by all means, smash that like button, share this feed, comment down below um, at what your favorite uh, larger armament is. You know, we'd love to see that. So anyway, so you, you joined as an AO, you went to boot camp, um, and, you know, you, you went through Great Lakes, right? Correct. Uh, and then your school for AO school, just like all aviation, is down in Pensacola, Florida. Is that correct? That is that is correct. It's uh, it's approximately a nine to ten week program for the A school down there. And then with AO, what's what's interesting about AO, um, we've talked about different jobs in the Navy and how they are um, both like you know there are, are a lot of jobs. Obviously, you join the Navy if you want to travel. There are a lot of jobs that are sea going rates. There are some jobs though when you come in you don't start on sea like hospital corpsman. Mm -hmm. uh, you know you're going to cut your teeth first on shore duty, um, sometimes like mastered arms and AO is interesting because it's aviation ordinancemen and you've been on a aircraft carrier. Um, what people don't tend to realize is that those, the, the aircraft that are on an aircraft carrier aren't there all the time. Those are separate air wings, uh, that come and go depending on their mission. Mm -hmm. And as an AO, you can either be what's called with the squadron or ship's company. Um, and it, it, it's kind of what it sounds like. You either are on the ship all the time, regardless of who's there, or you travel with the squadron, right? Is that kind of how that works? Yeah, that's correct. So on an aircraft carrier, um, we, you know, you have kind of like what you mentioned, we have what's called ship's company. Mm -hmm. And with the ordnance world, um, ship's company has, or is composed of five different divisions on the carrier. Um, G1, G2, G3, G4, and G5. And each one of those divisions um, has a specific um, job, if you will, within the uh, ordnance um, field to support the squadron. Right. Um, the air wing. And the air wing is usually uh, comprised of uh, roughly four to five F-18 squadrons and uh, one or two helicopter squadrons. And I know, like we were talking, we've talked to a few people we've had on, and I think, you know, people tend to, you know, hey, look, Top Gun 2 is coming out soon, right? You know, everybody back in the day when, when Top Gun came out in the 80s, like, you know, uh, Navy had a boost in recruitment by like 200%, which like, come less, on, baby. Come on, but like less than 1% uh, actually even became pilots. And I don't think people realize just how much goes into it. Like, yeah, sure, there is a fighter pilot, but in order for that plane to get in the air and everything that goes into that. There's so many people involved hands in, um, you know, as far as the maintenance of the aircraft and, and the ordinance and all of that, that goes into it. Um, as well as like AO is a, a, a pretty big, um, rate as far as security forces as well. Uh, you guys tend to do a lot of security force work when you're attached to the, the squadron and as well as the ship, is that, that tracking as well? Yeah, so a lot of the junior ordnance men, whether you're um, a part of ship's company or a part of the squadron, um, prior to you receiving all your qualifications, you know, just like uh, many other ratings in the Navy, you know, you have to do uh, temporarily assigned duty time. And a lot of times they'll send the AOs to um, what we call auxiliary security forces, mm -hmm. where they'll help out like the base security or the ship security just mm -hmm. to kind of supplement. Yep. Um, because most, you know, AOs are already weapons qualified, so it's pretty easy transition. Right. And, and we're going to talk about those weapons here in, in just a minute as well. But again, make sure you smash that like button. Comment down below uh, if you've ever worked security force and whether you enjoyed it or not. Some do. Some love it. Some hate it. Uh, NC1 Deem, uh, who is watching on YouTube. So that's our YouTube fam. Um, uh, he says that uh, Chief is in a bathroom. 
It's, it does seem very bathroomish. It's kind of bathroomish. It looks it, like he could be high... on the toilet. It would could surprise be. me. Could Maybe be. he's on the throne. <laughs> Pants around the ankles. He's like, this is a perfect time. Perfect time. Because you know us. Yeah. You know, guys, we're in the we're in the bathroom for thirty minutes. Yeah, and God forbid you forget your phone. Or your phone dies. You oh. can only read the back of the shampoo bottle so many times. You oh know yeah, what I mean? dude. my phone dies. I'm out of there. I'm done. Um, <laughs> so. So when you first got out of A school, were you uh, originally, were you first attached ship's company or were, did you go squadron first? Yeah. So after I, uh, after I completed A school, um, I was fortunate enough to receive orders to um, um, C school out in Lamore, California for um, F-18 specific training. So I went out to Lamore, California for a few more months um, and got my F-18 specific training. And um, that's when I was, uh, um, ordered to go to my first F-18 squadron in uh, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. So we're all with with your time. So you you are right at about 17 years, correct? Correct. Rough. rough. So um, where all have you been? What what different squadrons were you attached to? Where were you stationed at? Because it's a little different um, with an AO being able to go with squadrons. You're not always coastal, you know, and you have to go in and train different places. So uh, go ahead, give us your give us your so far travels. Okay. So as far as commands go, um, duty stations, uh, my first command was VFA 105 out of uh, Oceana, Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's the uh, gunslingers. Um, mm-hmm. Made the transition with them. We had the the uh, legacy F-18s. Um, and then we made the transition to the, to the new Super Hornet when the Super Hornet was rolling out to the fleet um, back in the early 2000s. Um, made a couple deployments with those guys. And then, uh, after, after I left VFA 105, I transferred to Fallon, Nevada. I was part of the, um, um, the strike wing out there, part of Top Gun. So I did three years at Top Gun. It was an awesome tour. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, to- whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say Top Gun? So it is real. Just so everybody it knows. Was- it's a real thing. Uh, and you were there. So were you like, were you like playing, beach volleyball and like doing like the sweet high fives and like the random f- slow motion flexes on the beach with the dog tags hanging out. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, beach yeah, by beach, course. I mean the sand. <laughs> yeah. So we did have volleyball course, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't quite like that, but it, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of traveling and stuff. Uh, did yeah. a lot of detachments, spent a lot of time in, uh, Lamore, California for, for anybody out there listening that's been to Lamore. It's, uh, an interesting place. So. All right. So that was with the gunslingers. After that, you uh, headed to where? Yeah. So after Top Gun, um, I headed back to uh, Virginia Beach and uh, joined uh, VFA 143, the Puking Dogs. <laughs> so did a tour with the did a tour with the dogs. Um, you should think of the, the Bobby Boucher. Remember when Bobby Boucher? The mud, the mud dogs. Remember when the when, remember when the pu- puking dogs got in the trash and they were heaving their guts out? So, so a little a little history on the puking dogs. It's actually the, our mascot wasn't a dog. It was actually a griffin. And um, that makes sense. Puking dogs have a griffin. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds it was like griffin. So so back in the uh, back in the early to mid fifties, they were having a. Uh, um, the officers, the pilots were having a party, and the current CEO at the time, his wife, looked at the squadron insignia and said, that looks like a puking dog. 
because the squadron was originally named the Griffins. And uh, they uh, they got it approved through Washington, D.C. and uh, had the name changed to the Pukin Dogs. And it's been that way ever since. Wow. It's, that's it, There's so much history. Like we've talked about it, and we definitely talk about it through the, the chief season and just in general in the Navy. There's so much history in the Navy. And then there's so many like little offshoots like that. Like if you weren't part of that squadron, you know, just it's a random kind of interesting story that, you know, um, there's so much random history about stuff. Some questions in here for okay. you, Chief, Chief as in Chief Snyder. Um, were you in the movie? Did you know Goose? That's coming from Robert Jade. No, I wasn't uh, I wasn't in the movie per se, but I, I was out to see what the USS Abraham Lincoln um, aircraft carrier um while they were filming uh some of these scenes for top gun 2 that was some for the second yeah and and oh that's awesome i know my buddy did like a he did a voluntary deployment when they were filming specifically on for that um and then it's actually from uh bischoff when hold um, on before you ask that question just so everybody understands especially for like the future sailors out there that are younger okay you may look at Chief Down and look at Chief Snyder and be like, man, those guys are old, but we're not that old. Like, do you guys understand when that movie came out? Like, we were, what, dude, that year, it did come out 86 or 87? 86. What was it? 86. Top Gun 1 was 86. Yeah, 86. Like, that's when we were born. Like, no, we weren't. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bischoff, uh, one of our mm-hmm. past future sailors. No, Bischoff is a future sailor. She's a future oh, okay. sailor. She goes to Yorktown. Oh She's yeah, no, she, no, I was thinking of somebody right. else. I, I I was thinking of uh, Mia Gear for some reason. Oh, because no. Yorktown. Yeah, I was like Yorktown. All right, my bad, Bischoff. Sorry. I feel like I haven't seen Bischoff in forever. She's doing good. Okay, good. Anyways, uh, she said, "What's the oldest plane you've ever worked with?" Oldest plane I've ever worked with. So I've worked with every model of F-18. I've worked with um, some variants out of Top Gun that we call um, Alpha Plus Pluses. So they were ultimately the first F-18s, some of the first F-18s um, in existence. And they were they were upwards of 30, you know, over 30 years old. Wow. Um, they were still flying. They're still good, good solid airframe. So, um, but they're all, they're all pretty much gone now. Do they still fly? I mean, obviously, like they're flying the F-18s and stuff out there. You know, um, do they still fly other aircraft like to um, practice with as far as like, you know, um, following them? Like obviously, like in Top Gun, if you ever watch Top Gun, you know, they fly the MiGs, um, the smaller aircraft that are faster. They still have stuff like that out there? Absolutely. So uh, good question. So out of Top Gun, um, they do have older variants of F-18s that they use for adversary aircraft. Uh, but the Navy also has a small um, fleet of old F-16s that we use for adversary aircraft as well. Okay. Um, so also the F-5, um, which is portrayed as the MiG-28 in Top Gun 1. If anybody's ever heard, you know, when Goose was talking about, um, you know, we went and birded with a MiG-28. A MiG-28 doesn't exist. It's actually an F-5. F-5. So there, there's that. Interesting facts, right? So... Um, you know, you, you've been a lot of places out of, you know, with a, when you're with a squadron and you deploy onto an aircraft carrier, um, you basically like you, you're with the ship, you, you deploy with the ship, you do your, your stuff. So you still get to do port visits. You've been places, you've seen things. 
um, out of everywhere that you went, because were you always on the East Coast or did you deploy on the West Coast as well? I always deployed on the East Coast. Okay. I, I spent a lot of time on the West Coast, but always deployed on the East Coast. What was your favorite port visit? What was your favorite port call that you ever had? It's hard. A, when I get asked, I'm like, oh. I would have to say uh, one of the, I mean, numerous places, but uh, a, a unique place that we went to. And at the time, the Navy hadn't been to this particular port in probably 10 years. That was Split Croatia. I had a lot of fun in Split Croatia. Oh, yeah. Didn't didn't we say, like, we were there at the same time? Might I think we were there. Yeah, I think you, yeah, we were there around the same time where you came right after. Wow. In the port call after after our carrier went through there, but that was a really cool place. We got to see if for any uh, Game of Thrones fans out there, um, they did a lot of the filming there, right there in Split in the local populace. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I got to do a tour for that um, for the Game of Thrones stuff. So if you're you're a fan, they did a bunch up there, and and their Cliss Castle. It was a really cool. It's a great example. Like when I talk to people about where I've went, um, and again, if if you're in the Navy and, and you've been places, like post your favorite um, port down below. Make sure you smash that like button and tell us why, uh, because there's so many interesting things. And Croatia is one of those ones that I like to tell people, like, hey, if if I were to tell you that you're going to go to Croatia, like, what do you know about Croatia? Most people would tell you like, nothing. Like, sounds like it starts with a C, you know, Eastern Europe. And I was the same way. You know, we were there for New Year's and there's a ton of history. It was super cool. You know, Dalmatian dogs were bred there originally. That's where they're from, just all kinds of stuff. Um, and it was, it was, it was a really cool port. Uh, and you know, I knew really nothing about Croatia up until I went there. So you really get an opportunity to see stuff that, man, I, I just don't think you would ever even think to go do, you know? So it was a, it was a cool port. I enjoyed that as well. Uh, so that's, uh, kind of a little bit background on, on you. You're, Happily married uh, with 26 kids or something like that. What do you get? Three, four? Four, yeah. Four of them. The herd, right? And uh, your your wife is originally from Indiana as well, right? Weren't you guys like high school sweethearts or something like that? We were, yeah, yeah. She's uh, born and raised in Indiana as well, so. So, you know, it, it all comes back. You know? All-American love story. All-American love story. Freedom fighters for life. But, uh, you <laughs> know, I'm just putting that out there because – you know, you, you travel with the Navy and, and like, for instance, uh, you know, Petty Officer Levesque, you're originally from Massachusetts. Your wife is from here. You know, you guys met. Um, so sometimes you meet somebody from somewhere else. The Navy helps you do that. But leaving with the Navy doesn't mean that you don't come back to the to the same people, um, you know, and then obviously you're back here recruiting. Uh, you've been here for the last three years. You're actually getting ready to leave us soon. Thanks. Appreciate that. Don't worry, I'll pick up the slack. Uh, you're leaving here. <laughs> hey and pound it. Yeah, you're leaving here when June. Uh, I'll uh, leave at the end of June. Yep. And you're going on. You're going on some kind of cool orders. Where Where are you headed to next? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, Bahrain. Bahrain. So I'm be doing some uh, some uh, weapons logistics stuff over there for uh, 18 months. So and then I'll come back stateside. Have you Have you've been to Bahrain before, right? Yeah, this will actually be my fifth time to Bahrain. And did you, you, you didn't get to go to Bahrain. Uh, I think you had left the ship before it went over there. And I've been to Bahrain. It's it's actually not bad. There's a lot to do there. So it's it's pretty, it's a nice area. It's a pretty cool place. So um, the base itself is is small, but it it's, I thought it was cool. So yeah, really, it's a really cheap. cool area. So yeah. So uh, 
huh? a lot of money to be made now. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. true. When you get when you, like when you go over there overseas, I mean, it's gonna be if I'm not wrong, it's tax free, right? Right. Tax free. Right. Yep. Um. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. And then you can go accompanied or unaccompanied. And I guess if you did go unaccompanied, you'd get family separation pay, would yep. you not? You absolutely do. Or am I wrong about that? No, you you do. You still get family sep. Um, if you go unaccompanied, you also get your BAH um, allocated to you to wherever your family is located. Plus, you get overseas housing allowance, too, to help you live out in the local farms. So You paid, man. And you're really going to yeah. get paid in this last leg of your... Uh, well, because yours isn't, you're not doing, you're not finishing out those or you're on, it's like a 12 month oh, orders, a right? Little... Yeah. 18 month orders. So I'll still have some, uh, here and some little, a little bit, a little bit left. Cause the, the family's going to be here. You guys have your home. Um, Correct. you know, we'll post that later in the comments down below. I'm going to pin drop it. So you all can stop by knock on us. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, family's going to be here. And, uh, again, it's one of those things that most of the time when you're out on the ship, um, you know, you're, where you're going, you're going to be kind of stationary for, for a time. Um, but you know, the communication is still there with, with the world, the way it is and the internet, it, like it's constant when we were out to sea, it was constant. I was on Facebook, like when we were out to sea, you know, talking to people back home. So you still have that communication at home too. So, um, you know, you've had an interesting story and, uh, we appreciate you being here. So again, make sure you smash that like button. Post down below your favorite port if you've ever traveled, or if you are not in the Navy, or if you're my future sailors out there watching, uh, post where you hope you get stationed and what you would like to see. I'd like to see that. So, uh, so with that being said, let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk about some. You want to talk about some guns? Let's talk about some let's guns. So, um, is this bonus? No, this oh, okay. is bonus. This is this is it. So, what is bonus? But uh, do we have a bonus? I haven't done either of the two things. So, yeah, me neither. Okay, so, just want to clarify. But, um, you know, y you brought us this round, and we kind of talked about that. And a couple weeks ago, you had talked to Staff Sergeant Tanner, and you showed a picture of um, their boot camp. And they were shooting rifles, and you had asked him a question about it, and he was kind of talking to you about it. And I just wanted to kind of talk about how the Navy is when it comes to weapons, because. Um, you got to think that we're on, uh, for the most part, we're on a ship and on the ship, you don't have, um, you know, you, not everybody needs to be qualified. It's just, it, it's unnecessary. So he had asked, you know, well, don't you all get qualified this, that when we go through boot camp, you get qualified on a pistol. And I remember when I went through boot camp, uh, and they said, we we're going to do a pistol. It confused me at first because I just assumed military was always rifles you know, M16, stuff like that, until you realize that uh, moving in a stack as far as like security wise and being on a ship, uh, a pistol makes more sense. Yep. You know, it's it's a rifle tends to be more unwieldy in, in those small P ways. Uh, I got the opportunity to become what's called a duty gunner's mate and then a duty weapons officer where I worked in the armory and, um, you know, did all the gun checks and for all the small arms and ran all the firing ranges. I was the one that qualified people and that was extra duty. Um, AO is, uh, one of those rates that, uh, you, a lot of times, a lot of Sammies, uh, that's what we call it. Small arms, large ships instructors, the Sammy, uh, a lot of AOs get the opportunity to go to that school and it's extra. It's not your job. It's on top of your job, little extra thing that you get to do. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and fun. You get to teach in the classroom and teach about weapons. Um, and then I believe Staff Sergeant Tanner had asked, well, is there enough weapons on board a ship to arm everyone? 
And the answer is actually no, there's not. We just don't need it. It would be so pointless to have that many. So a lot of times the people who work in engineering, um, you know, they get qualified in boot camp and they may want to be part of security uh, because they enjoy it and they want to get their qualifications for their medals and stuff. But most of the time they're not because you guys are standing, you know, when we're in port, there's still watches being stood engineering spaces mm-hmm. that we don't just, we don't turn the keys off and walk out the ship. Right. Uh, so then everybody else who normally their job is based on, you know, being underway radar, stuff like that tend to stand the security force watches. Um, and for those of the, for, for those of you who are curious about what small arms weapons we use, um, we're in the process of changing, uh, the handgun, but, um, it's the M nine Beretta. So it's a nine millimeter Beretta, which catches a lot of, uh, crap. Uh, and is said to be unreliable, but I can tell you I've watched thousands of rounds be tossed through one, and uh, it takes a lot. They're very durable. Uh, and then the most common is the M16A2, or you know, which is a 5.56 round. Uh, very common, you know, for those of you out there, AR15, uh, because we also have the M4, which is uh, again a 5.56 or the carbine. So those are our small arms, right? Um, and then obviously I'm sure you chief Snyder, um, in your job, you had a lot of contact with that as well, working security force and stuff like that. Well, uh, not myself particularly. Um, I did have some uh, junior sailors that were part of the auxiliary forces, mm-hmm. uh, that would, uh, that would go work for them for a while. But, uh, as far as small arms that the squadron utilizes, um, we utilize SIG, uh, we had six hour pistols for our pilots, um, that we would keep, yeah. um, you know, in our armory and everything like that, because um, in the squadron, the AOs actually run the qualification program for the pilots to be able to shoot. And uh, when they fly in the theater, when they fly in country, they actually carry a weapon with them in the case that they go down. They have, sure. they have, so. Yeah, it's not it's not like they're out there, like throwing the cockpit open, and, you know, cockpit pops and stuff. But it's yeah, I mean, they're carrying a, a fire a sidearm as well. Um, and then we go we go a little bit bigger. Um, you know, into what we call crew serve weapons, uh, which, you know, I know on the destroyer, uh, we have the 50 cal, which is the one that everybody knows on the tripod and you see them cause they're on, you know, on the Jeeps and, 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 um, tanks, stuff like that big round. Uh, and then we also have a M240, which is a 7.62 round, um, that's belt fed. So both the 50 cal and the M240 are, are belt fed machine guns. And those are awesome uh and a lot of fun and then um you know we get a little bit bigger than that uh in in your world in the aviation world i know like you said the super hornets obviously it's 20 millimeter round um what other with the different aircraft that you've seen like what other size weapons they have i mean obviously you know we can get into all different kinds of of missiles and all that and and we'll get up to that but um as far as far as like the smaller rounds is it is it pretty much everything 20 mil now? Yeah, so the F the F uh, the F18 platform is strictly 20 millimeter. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people uh you know, they're familiar with the uh, the A10 Warthog, it's a pretty popular right uh, anti-tank aircraft, you know, they use the uh, 30 millimeter which is significantly bigger than a 20 millimeter. Um and it's awesome. But the specific mission of that aircraft um you know, you know, primarily tanks yeah, it it definitely needs that thirty millimeter. That's just a lot of extra weight in a in right. an aircraft, you know. Right. So and, and a and 18, a 
play fast. So yeah, and an A10 is, and it, it's a different. I mean, for those of you who've never seen one or, or looked at one, you, you look at something like a Super Hornet, and then you look at an A10, and A10 is built completely differently. I, I, I don't look at an A10 and think like, oh man, I bet that thing's like super fast. Like it just looks mean. Uh, so then we go up past that and then I can talk about what was on a destroyer, right? So, you know, we have like nine different types of guns on board. Um, but obviously like so many things have went to missiles like, and they talk about it even back in, in 86, they talk about it in Top Gun and why they created Top Gun supposedly was because of dog fighting and everything had went to missiles. So, you know, people kind of lost that. And it's the truth because even on the ship, you know, our biggest weapon is is the vertical launch system for the missiles, the Tomahawks and the SM2s. You know, we have that, but then we do have smaller um, arms as well. You know, if we have FIACs or fast action craft that are coming in at us, you know, you have to be able to manage that. So then the next step up uh, would be the 25 Mike Mike, or it's a 25 millimeter gun, uh, which is the Mark 38 which is cool. I mean, thing will shoot like a mile. Uh, and literally like, if you like gun video games, you can most of the time, like you can shoot it from where it's at, but it has a sweet camera on it. And you literally shoot it from what's called the rock. And it's a remote operated, like up in the pilot house, like video game. Uh, and we primarily it's, it's used to put like armor piercing rounds through a ship into the motor of a ship, like a, or not ship, but like a small boat to disable it. So that's pretty awesome. And then the one that we have on the ship that shoots the same round as the Super Hornet, uh, which is cool, which we might be able to pull up a video of, is the uh, Phalanx Sea Wiz, which is a closed-in weapon system. Uh, and it, it kind of reminds me a lot of what you're talking about with the A-10 Warthog, right? Because people have seen that, whether they think they have or not, where it's the kind of Gatling gun on the front of that. And um, the Sea Wiz is, it looks like a giant R2-D2 is a lot of times how people say it. A uh, big dome, and then it's a six-barrel Gatling gun uh, that shoots twenty-millimeter tungsten rounds, and it's uh, it's awesome. It's it's loud, and but it shoots it so fast, it's just like a buzz, like burnt, you know, uh, pretty cool. Um, and then on top of that, then the biggest one that we have on ships now, obviously, is the Mark forty-five, which is a five-inch. Whereas, you know, I think me and you were talking the other day uh, about uh, old. Uh, Oh man, uh, under siege, uh, Steven Seagal's character in that, and they're showing him. Uh, what was the shit? He was on the. It was the Missouri, I think, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Least, yeah, on a battleship, and you see the big guns on that. Those are sixteen-inch guns, and we don't use those anymore. We just don't need to. Um, so, here's the Sea Wiz. Real quick, we're gonna show this quick video of a of a Sea Wiz. May like shooting raspberries. Well, and that's <laughs> wow. and you can see that's on an aircraft carrier, but yep. we have that on on small ships as well, and that can shoot surface or air, so it can shoot down. Um, Close-in weapon system, like it, it's a last defense against missiles, and then it can Is also auto lock on, and it can also shoot um, then like surface ships as well. So it's it's pretty awesome. Um, very uh maintenance um the 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 sea whiz techs that work on that are very like 
proud of their system and it can be shot either locally and it it's also it's like an auto lock but it's like a video game too like it's it's pretty wild um you know so that's that uh and then what other weapons have have you encountered throughout your career on because i don't even know like we were kind of talking about it though just the difference in like being with squadron being on an aircraft carrier being on a destroyer it's i mean there are differences and you don't necessarily see it unless you're there Sure. So, yeah, the F-18 uh, uh, complements a lot of the different weapons in the Navy's arsenal um, mm-hmm. as far as conventional ordnance. You know, we have our we have our bombs. You know, there's several different type of bombs. You know, we have our, our general purpose bombs. Um, we have laser guided bombs. Um, we have GPS guided bombs. You know, your JDAM. You've probably seen them in movies and stuff like that um, that are they're super, super accurate up to, you know, a couple feet. Um you know, when a pilot goes and drops a, a JDAM, a smart bomb from, you know, 30,000 feet and it hits the target within a few feet, you know, six feet of where he actually had the computed impact point. So it's pretty impressive how the technology works and how it's advanced over the years. Um, but, you know, we shoot a lot of, we have a variety of different uh, missiles, you know, air to ground missiles, air to air missiles and stuff like that. Uh, can't get into too much detail on the sure. specific a lot of the um, a lot of the weapons but um and if you, know, you want to know more about it i mean come in and talk to us and join up and go to the school and figure it out right yeah yeah because it's the same way like with the missiles like you're saying the different bombs and it, it does get to the point where like certain ones you're like eh, we're not going to talk about what that can do yeah so and certain things it is kind of classified but uh, it's the same thing like with a vertical launch system like people know what a tomahawk missile is and there are specific types and this and that but you know the distance that we can hit something with one of those is I mean, it's impressive, you know, and the SM2s and the SMTs, SM3s um, that literally go ballistic. We can shoot something out of space, you know, from a ship is it's mind blowing. It, it And it's all running off of 1970s technology. Like uh, I, I say that as a joke because it's always being advanced. But I mean, I'm not kidding when I tell you that some of the computers that run these extremely advanced weapon systems your cell phone has more memory in it than, mm. than the computers that run this stuff, you know? Um, and it, it, it works amazingly. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's something that um, is unprecedented in the world. Uh, and the introduction of, you know, the Super Hornet and, and the JDAMs and the smart bombs, and the, like the satellites that we have available for GPS and like how pinpoint you can be with something like that is quite honestly, um, if I was uh, to pick on our Navy, I would be horrified. <laughs> like it's not, it's not something that you want to deal with. I don't, you know. So, what's the, uh, um, what, what is your, let's say, what's your favorite out of the different m- missiles or, or bombs that you've gotten the opportunity to work with or load or, you know, what was your, just like for whatever reason that you just like love it, you think it's like great. If I had to pick one, I'd probably have to pick the uh, AIM-120. That's a, it's called the AMRAM. It's a, it's an advanced medium range air to air missile. It's pretty nasty stuff, but I, I can't, I can't go into yeah, any right, right. on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would say is though, it, uh, it uses what's called active homing. So basically a, a pilot can get a lock onto an enemy target, fire the missile, turn around and go home. And the missile will still continue to carry out its mission for an extended amount of time. So that's awesome. And Bischoff did say that her dad was at Top Gun and worked on F-14, so that's pretty cool. 
Uh, and then a, field, uh, a question from the field here from uh, Future Sailor Burroughs. He was wondering if you were ever proposed, ever proposed to switch to the F-35. Yeah, so I've, I've actually thought about that. Um, it, it's kind of... Uh... Um, it's kind of a kind of a chance thing, you know. The the newer generations that are coming into the Navy um, are more likely to uh, get, you know, put into that uh, platform starting out, you know, because I've I've been on the F eight, you know, the F eighteen platform for so long. It's my specialty, and the F eighteen is going to be around for a lot longer, um, for for many more years. Um, so um, they want to. You know, try to stick the newer generation in the F-35 program. I have dabbled in it a little bit. Um, I do have some qualifications in the F-35, but uh, not not operational squadron experience. So, what's the, um, the F-35? Is that the th- the Thunder Thunderbolt? That's the uh, that's the uh, Joint Strike Fighter. Uh, it's the F-35 Lightning Two. Lightning Lightning Two. That's Thunderbolt Lightning. Been playing a lot of Pokemon recently. Uh, Wild charge, thunderstorm. I'm so out of the loop with aircraft. Like it's it's not, it's it, not it's not mine either. That's why I love when we can like have I, wor- I work people from I aviation work in the in the belly, in the, in the belly be- of the in ship. The, in the belly I, of the I come ship. I come out to the flight deck just to get waterline security lights. So it's really funny uh, that we talked about like the the story with the puke and dogs, like how that name came to be, and like oh like it just happened because of somebody saying what it looked like. And I had learned something during the chief season. I think I had talked about, or at least I told you about it because each job has a rating badge and like, um, AOs is, a it's a flaming, um, cannonball, isn't it? Or it's yeah, a, it's a, a spherical, it's uh, a flame. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Cause when they would shoot them before, like you'd have to light the fuse first and send it. Um, and then with a, uh, for EMs, your rating badge is like literally it's a circle with latitude and longitude and it's a globe. And realistically back in the day, somebody said, well, what should be the rating? And they said a globe. And this is a long time ago. They were talking about like a light bulb. You know, if you've ever heard your grandmother say like, Oh, I need to change the globe. They're talking about the light bulb, Mm -hmm. but somebody said it should be a globe and they put the (laughs) globe. And then EMs were like, yeah, we run the world. So hilarious so uh peterson said that he he loved uh when he was in korea that it was amazing um i've heard that and uh dunnick had said that he hopes to see greece or italy someday i've seen both touched parthenon yeah um you know could get stationed in one of those places uh yeah definitely italy you could and Um, once once you're over there i mean everything's a hop skip and jump man uh so that's pretty cool uh that's another old saying just letting you know what a hop skip and a, a hop jump. skip this is a jump. hop skipping a jump away uphill both ways barbed wire wrapped around my feet uh so um most definitely if you are in the uh lafayette area by all means stop by the office go see uh that's where um petty officer slattery who made us our our sweet coaster that we have set in here uh and is an stg sonar technician works out of there and then fields who we're always talking to works out of there for a, a short time he's an fca like me and uh for a short time you can still see chief snyder there from time to time there in kokomo because you are an onboarder like me uh so he works with future sailors out of the lafayette and kokomo area so um appreciate you being here um and then you know just talking about the different weapon systems and the guns and if you guys have questions about it um you know it it tends to be people are kind of scared to ask about that stuff ask 
You know, you have questions to ask. It's it's free to ask. Whether it's on these platforms or not, whether you come into the office, make sure to smash that like button, share this feed on whatever platform, and also make sure that you, um, you know, if it's something you're interested in or would like to know more, especially when it comes to that, that $25,000, um, here comes the money. Here comes the money. Uh, hit, hit us up on here, regardless of where you're from. If you're in Michigan, if you're in California, if you're in Florida, you know, we know people. You know, we've been around, and we can get you in touch with who you need to talk to. Um, however, I did get hit up by somebody in Africa uh, claiming to be my uncle. They wanted to give me money. No, uh, literally somebody hit me up on Facebook from like Africa who wanted to join. I'm like, well, you can, but it's like, well, I've heard like you can do that, but it's, it's, quite it's, it's hard. So, and don't, don't discount yourself. Let us help you find out if you're qualified. Uh, and even if you want to get in touch with a different branch that you've seen us talk to, you know, we'll help you uh, make something of yourself, get some traveling, get that money. And uh, yeah, so. Again, our special guest, Chief Snyder, thank you so much for being here. Uh, while, while you're on leave, you know, you're working right now. I'll make sure to tell your boss. Get you I'll paid. be at work tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah, I <laughs> won't be. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you very much, Chief. And, uh, you know. Keep rocking in the free world. Yeah. Talk to you soon. I appreciate you. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You were just behind the helm. If you want to watch that bonus content, make sure to head on over to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, where it is available right now. No matter what platform you watch or listen to this show on, make sure you like it, follow it, share it, hit the bells, do whatever it takes to help grow this channel. You can also watch the episodes live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the description, but you can find it by searching Behind the Helm on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Thank you again, and we hope to see you next time.